Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Chell Stars podcast. Unfortunately, today we are missing Aaron, everybody's favorite, but uh, the boys are here to talk about the biggest event to happen since I can remember. Bo Horvat from the Vancouver Canucks is being traded to the New York Islanders. Will be this whole podcast pretty much is going to revolve around that, as there wasn't anything else that crazy happening as well and we're going to be doing trivia and then some fan questions as well too at the end so i'll let max kick it off with some news around the league thank you mikey um contrary to what he just said i do want to actually quickly go over what happened uh the morning after we recorded our podcast and uploaded it last wednesday uh andre kuzmenko completes a two-year deal signs a two-year deal with the vancouver canucks uh an average uh, value of 5.5 million uh, with a modified no trade clause i believe it's a 10 team or 12 team no trade list um so of course that happened right after we recorded which is quite always funny um so you had to wait a week for our you know thoughts on the deal um mikey what are your thoughts um i'm glad they're keeping him honestly just the way he's played this season coming from a KHL, which is a whole different like you know, ball game over there compared to the NHL. Um, it's just good to find, it's good to see that a signing that the Canucks have made is paying off and he works well with Pedersen, which is something they should have ran from the start. I know they did it previously, but they should have just stuck with it like the whole season because they're both pretty electric together and actually really fun to watch. Yeah, very fun. Um, and I think that whole thing with Pedersen and being you know, really good together, plays a huge part in this signing. Uh, if we all know, and we'll get into a little bit more of this later, but uh, Pedersen needs a new deal next summer. Uh, he's not going to play for a team that's losing and selling off every single piece. He definitely will want some, uh, you know, you know, some sort of direction with the team and some, you know, almost his friends. Um, so this, I think... His contract's already almost up? Oh, Oh, yeah, exactly. So I think oh, this plays no. a big part into that. In that, I thought he had like him. two more years left. No, that's next but, summer. <laughs> but he's an RFA, right? RFA, yeah. So I mean, yes, that's better than UFA. But that I think didn't he, didn't he already say he doesn't want to stay long term? Uh pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he mentioned me. that before he got. I'm pretty sure he mentioned something like that before. Um, because at the same time, they had to sign Quinn Hughes, and they signed Hughes to a long-term, and he got signed to a short-term because I think he said he wants to win a cup. <laughs> well, yeah, so. I, I think I've all I've seen is that he loves Vancouver, but he wants to play for a winning team. So, yeah, he obviously if the Canucks play in are Seattle, in, yeah, <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> That'd be a slap in the face. <laughs> oh God, uh, Corey. You always have your good little rants. Anything about this? Uh, no rants. I think the Kuzmenko <laughs> signing is, uh, could spell the movement of Besser and that Kuzmenko could effectively be Besser's replacement. Um, he does have that chemistry with Patterson and um, seems to be an effective scoring winger. Uh, two years, not a long deal, but keeps him here for two more years. And... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's hard to tell. Like, it's still hard to tell this team, like, the direction. Like, are we keeping good players? Are we selling good players? 
Um, but I think management has identified the players they want to keep and the players they want to move, and then maybe a few that are kind of expendable. But, you know, Kuzmenko is obviously someone that they want to keep. And I think it's good keeping that asset. Like, we brought him to the NHL. He signed with this team. He wanted to be here. So um, could he have been traded at this deadline? Yes. Could he have been? Maybe. Am I upset that he's resigned? No. I guess I just I don't know what I'm still a little iffy on the direction of the team, that's all. I I, I think that was my biggest thing with this signing. Like I love Kuzmenko as a player. I think he's unreal. And I love this re signing, but the only thing that gets me is which direction are you going? You're trading your captain, your leading goal scorer, but you're still trying to replace him a little bit, but with somebody who is, uh, it, it just doesn't make sense. Like you're not in a playoff spot. Why are you trying to replace players that weren't getting well, into that playoff spot? I, I like, I think Kyle is that like, they've identified who they want to keep moving forward Mm -hmm. and they're going to dump the rest and, um, or do what they can with the rest. And then when they say retool, like I'm assuming that's what it means because really you do have Pedersen Hughes and, and I'm not sure about uh, Demko, but um, (laughs) you have Pedersen and Hughes who are under, they're still quite young. Like, if you know, that's uh, you can um, still build a team around them, which is, I think, the what their plan is. Yeah. Because if you're going to if you're going to rebuild, you might as well trade Pedersen and Hughes, you might as well trade everyone, right? So that's, I mean, uh, that and that is a fact. If if you're going to rebuild, Pedersen and Hughes would get you a crazy amount of value, and then you can start from scratch. But mm-hmm. but that's not the direction they're going in. They're going. But in five, like, if you do a five-year rebuild, or, you know, just for instance, in five years, Patterson and Hughes will be in and close to their prime, uh, right? I, or, I'd say or, their prime's going to start, I'd say Patterson's prime starts next year at 25 years old. Is he 25 next year? He's 24 right now. He'll be 25 next year. Yeah, 25 to 30. (laughs) 25 to 30 is your best year. Mikey, quick maths. Yeah, well, um, exactly. So if you were looking for that five-year rebuild, then he's going to be at the end of his prime by time. Yeah, yeah. Everyone else is going to come in. So. Yep. Yep. Um, But who's Mango? Heck of a player. I. I'm excited for that one for you guys because I I personally like watching him. So, I mean, he has only played what 50 games in the NHL. Yeah, but if you look at his comparative stats, like between him and and um and Kaprasov, very yeah. similar for their first 50 games. Just saying. Yeah, okay, I mean they're different. They're, diff- they're different. Oh, they're different players. They are different players, but still impressive because Kaprasov yeah. is a hell of a player. Sure. I mean, it's not like they're signing him to seven years, you know, like two is he'll be, he should be the same player next year and the year after that he is now. 
unlike another player that they just signed for seven years. <laughs> yep. Is Moving he on? just like a Voldemort? Like he shall no like he, he who will not be named. <laughs> like <laughs> the guy who got named. a seven year deal. I wonder who that is. How about he who shall not be named captain? <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Well Honestly, yeah. Yeah. I mean if Miller's captain is gonna be a riot part two. <laughs> I mean he has the most potential to be because he's Beckman a good player. Larson. Oh god. No. 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 There's no if they give it to Petey, I'll be disappointed because he hasn't really shown the I don't think has shown like captain qualities. I don't think they have a captain now. I don't think no. there's anyone. No, no, I don't think so. If it's, I'll, I'll tell you what. If it's a, if it's like a, if you're thinking too hard, even if you're thinking hard about who's going to be the captain, then it it already shows you that there's no front runner. So whoever the choice is, it's not really a good choice. Yeah. So yeah, no, I wouldn't name a captain next year. See who steps up. Yeah. 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 So speaking of captains, um, that obviously we've already mentioned it, and you've definitely seen it all over the internet. Uh, Bo Horvat. There was a lot of rumors for a very long time. Uh, the Kuzmenko signing basically sealed his fate because there was definitely no money left over. Um, I'm surprised by the timing, but we'll get to that. Uh, so he gets traded, uh, Mikey. You're gonna love this one to the Lawn Island. Um, for, for Anthony Bavillier, Atu Ratu, and a 2023 first round pick, which is a conditional um, top 12 protected. If New York do slide and actually get a lottery pick, and Canucks get their next next year's first rounder. This deal, yeah, yeah. Is it pronounced Ratu? Because it's because it's spelled ratty. It is, but everywhere I've seen, I've heard them say ratu. Interesting. It's very interesting. Finnish. I don't know if that's how Classic they say Finns. it. You better uh, finish the puck into the net. <laughs> <laughs> that was bad. What was? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> that's a Mikey Monday. Thank ah you. shit! <laughs> you you Yo, sealed it, up, brother. <laughs> you made my job easy. Oh man, I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> so that's probably the main uh, part of this package back in return. Other than you know, you don't even know what the first rounder could be. Um, but that I would say is who they targeted. They were looking to get a young center or defenseman in return. I am well, basically a prospect by that means and they hopefully got their guy that they you know hopefully scouted enough um ratty or ratu ratu sounds better i don't know uh six foot two 185 he was just drafted in the second round in, uh in 2021 and you know He'll jump into Abbotsford. I think he'll be a cool project, and he's immediately the Canucks' top prospect, which goes to show they don't have a lot. But, yeah. How do you guys feel about the haul they, they, that they got in return? 
Uh, yeah, I can go. Um, well, they got uh, they got a player, prospect, and a first rounder. I mean, that's kind of the asking price for for Horvat. For remember, Horvat's a UFA, so your teams know that he's not signed, so that hurts his value a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, they got uh, Bolivier. Is that how you say his name? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, Olivier. Okay, so Horvats, he's right this year. He's like a 50-goal scorer, but in reality, he's a 30-goal scorer. So they get, looks like a career 20 at most goal scorer back. Um, someone to just, and he's a winger, so someone to just kind of fill the hole. Um, and he's young. He's 25. So like that's not bad. Uh, not much more ceiling on that guy. Um but it's like a middle six player, uh, not a huge cap. I think he's four point something with a year or two left. That's okay. Uh, Raddy, I mean, anytime you're picking up a prospect from another team, they're probably um, somewhat of a, not a bust, but like they haven't really hit it. So they're looking for a change of scenery. Uh, Ratu, um, I like that he's big. I honestly don't know too much about him. Uh, I believe he was the Islanders' like top prospect, which also also says something about the Islanders system. But <laughs> um, if this guy can be a NHL player, um, like a consistent NHL player, then I think that's um, somewhat of a win for them. Like I don't, see, I mean, anything more would I guess anything more would be a win. I guess it kind of hits. What do you call it? Um, to wash if he's, if he's just like an NHL player, I think that's that's fine. And then the first rounder, they gotta they gotta also get an NHL an NHL player. Um, it would be nice to get someone of Horvat's caliber with that pick. Um, it's gonna be a I don't know who knows where it'll be, but I think best case scenario, it's probably uh, thirteen fourteen. So in a deep draft, we have two picks in the top fifteen. I think that's probably best case scenario. Um, so far as well, like mm-hmm. if they move Bess or if they move Luke Shen, there's a very good chance that they get one, maybe two more first round picks there. You think? It sounds like or... the going rate for for Luke Shen right now is a first round pick from no, a playoff no, team. Yes. So it'll be wow. so it'd be like a twenty six to thirty two kind of range, mm-hmm. um, and. Besser, who knows, right? Like, it depends what the Canucks are taking back. If you're trading Besser, like, yeah, like a second round pick, first round pick, maybe if if the market gets hot enough. I could see Besser being flipped for someone on salary as well. Yeah, like a hockey or, trade. Yeah, yeah, more so, probably. Yeah. Because he's not expiring. If he's expiring, completely different story. Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of money um, for someone to trade and accept Besser. I think it's six point five with you know two yeah, more years. Yeah. So that's a lot to take on. Not a lot of teams have that room to begin with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um you look at most teams right now, they're all using the LTIR, um, you know, cap relief. So it's just a mess right now to do deals like that and trying to deal off that much. Yeah. So, I mean, I think they got, I think they got a right amount back. Um, 
But again, it's wait and see. I mean, if Islanders don't re-sign Horvat, that's an immediate loss for them. Um, a lot to do with it too. I'm sh- I'm shocked that Vancouver didn't have a have a conditional pick as well. With if you re-sign Horvat, now we're getting this instead. Mm. But I guess maybe Horvat just has no interest in re-signing there. Thing with that is, and I'm annoyed I didn't look it up now, but I heard somewhere. That- I don't know where now, but that they don't allow that anymore. Like the CBA don't allow that to be a conditional, like, you know, that can't be a conditional anymore. I don't know, Hmm. you know, where, when that happened. Cause I know two, three years ago, there was lots of deals like that, but I'd have to look it up here. (laughs) I just remembered that. That's super interesting. I didn't realize that that was a thing, which it's weird that that would affect. Why? Why do I think that there is conditions on picks even at the last trade deadline for that? Yeah, I, it. I, I but at the same time, like, it. like I have one of the mer- worst memories of like, like short term memories of all time. So I could be totally wrong. It could have been like five years ago. It was all the picks for that. But yeah, it's. It's 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 interesting. It's interesting. The conditions have shifted from like if they resign, if they do this, if they score this many goals, to more so like protected, mm. being a bit more protective of your assets. Whereas like top three protected, you name it. Because well, especially this year. Because imagine if Islanders don't make the playoffs, get a lottery pick. Imagine if it's number one, and they don't and they get Horvat. Yeah, yeah, and like and they traded that pick for Horvat. Yeah. Like if there was no protection, like I think especially Which, this year with Bedard, what's that? What do you guys think the best case scenario on that first round pick is? Would you prefer that Islanders just barely miss the playoffs and you get it for this year? Would you prefer that the Canucks get it next year when the Islanders slip? Well, possibly down the standings. Like, what's your best case? Best here, best best case <laughs> is like Oilers. Well, sorry, I Islanders. Um, <laughs> <Three> <laughs> yeah. Let's keep it uh, realistic too. Don't say like they they finish last in the league next year. Okay, well that's what I was gonna say because you said best case. Like, okay, best case but is first overall next year. <laughs> but let's not totally detach from reality here. Yes, yes. All right, all right. So here's what I, I mean. I already kind of said it, but I'll say it again: is that they finish 13, and we get. I'm I'm assuming Canucks are gonna get a top five. And then we get another, in a deep draft, we get another pick around the 13. Because typically for drafts, like, one is obviously one. Top five are, like, pretty good talent. But then from five to 15, it's kind of, uh, the, the the talent starts to, um, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's more, uh, yeah, the little, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So five to 15. So, um, I'm fine with in a deeper draft getting uh, 13 as a as opposed to like a 10 next year. Then we have a player in our system anyways, and they're one year closer to development. So as long as we can trust our scouting, um, for me, I'm taking like a 13 to 15 this year over say a 10 next year. So at this moment in time, Vancouver would have that 13th overall pick from. Yeah, from, from the Islanders. Oh, like where Islanders are right now? Is that what you're saying? Where they are this second? Yeah, 
Canucks are drafting 13th. Their Islanders are giving up that pick. Okay. Which could be interesting. Maybe the Islanders, if you, if you think about it from like a standings point of view, like the Islanders are in that spot and they haven't moved. So if they get worse with Horvat, they get to keep that pick until next year. If they get better, then Vancouver gets that pick. So that's pretty much what's what it's riding on is does Horvat mm. improve them or not? Yeah, I mean, he was scoring at a, a higher pace than usual. I mean, does he improve them? Well, for sure. I mean, they are losing Olivier, so like it's not like you're at like you are losing a player and adding a player, but I don't know. I haven't really watched a lot of Islanders games, but he'll definitely improve their team. Yeah. But I don't know. Islanders. Islanders are just an odd. So so Islanders are a weird team because you don't think they're good, but then uh, in the recently, like they've made it to the third round in the Eastern Conference twice, very recently, and the teams that they lost to were the Stanley Cup champs, nineteen to uh, twenty nineteen Tampa Bay, twenty twenty Tampa Bay. So that's a lot better than many other teams in the league I've done recently. Um, yeah. I was looking through their forward group. Okay. They have three forwards under 30. And <laughs> one of them is Horvat. I mean, obviously, okay, one of them would have been Bolivia, who they traded. So they have three forwards under 30. One is Barzell, who's 25 now. One is Horvat, who's 27. And the other is Ross Johnston, who's a fourth liner, a grinder. He's 20, I don't know, 25 maybe. 28. So that's 28. Okay, thanks. Sorry, wow, I'm looking great. at their cat friend yeah. right now. <laughs> okay, buddy, huge Ross Johnston fan here. Um, but you know that's a problem like and then if they just if they don't have a lot down the pipe like that's a big problem for that team well they don't like like ratu was their was their top (laughs) prospect and now their top prospect is robin sallow who i've never heard of before sorry any robin sallow fans (laughs) out there tommy sallow anyways but Sounds yeah, they're, they're D. They, they have like Noah Dobson is looking to be a very good uh, defenseman. Oh, um, and 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 Ryan um, Pollock and Adam Pellick yep. are established. Good yep, they're established for sure, for mm-hmm. sure. Um, and obviously, they have a very good young goalie who might be one of the best in the league. Uh, but yeah, they're up front seems to be a little bit bare. I mean, obviously, Barzell is a guy you can build a team around, but he has not had production since. His he has not had production like his rookie season since his rookie season. <laughs> great, great wording by me. But, um, yeah, so they're an interesting team. I mean, I feel like people write them off every year looking at their roster, but they seem to be right now they're a bubble team. So I don't know. We'll see how it goes. They've got uh, resign Horvat. That's their biggest. Their biggest. Yep. Uh, Barzell line. has never replicated his rookie season. The closest he's come to his 85-point rookie season is 62 points in his sophomore season. And it's However, what's that? It's actually I was going to say, and it's it's kind of declined since. (laughs) Yes, it has. However, it is hard to say these last couple of years with the the two COVID years, it's like the games played are, the point totals are a bit lower, but I think even his points per game hasn't hit that same. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess he had 45 points in 55 games, which 
would have been kind of the same pace as like mm. 62 points, maybe a few more. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, 25 year old first line center, like this is about the time where they seem to take uh, the next step and become like that franchise player. So we'll see how it plays out. I know I can't speak to his defensive game or his all around game. Cause I really don't watch a lot of Islanders, but, um, so I don't know if that's improved. Couldn't tell you, but he's a good player. I think the one thing I'm most interested to see is Bolivier on any team other than the Islanders because they're such a defensive system mm-hmm. that everyone's offense is just garbage. Like Barzell's a prime example, like point per game player, probably on any other roster, but mm. not quite on the Islanders. So it'll be interesting to see, like. In my mind, Bolivier is like a 40-point guy who's going to be middle six forward for you that's going to be pretty streaky when it comes to his points. Um, at least that's just what what I think in my head. Um, mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see if, if a bit more freedom, he can amp it up a little bit and maybe turn into a consistent top six forward instead of floating between that third, second line. I think it's a cool pickup, though, because, you know, you mentioned the Islanders being a very defensive-minded team, and, like, the whole system is all about that. Um, You know, Canucks trading for a winger like that with a lot of playoff experience, too, uh, for a younger guy, I think could definitely help, Um, you know, if they ship out Besser, Garland, whatever. You're left with him, and... I think he can definitely almost help teach some of these younger players if they bring up Hudkles and Hoglander. You know, he, he's kind of defense first. Yes, he might have a little bit, you know, a bit kind of let loose on the offense a little bit more, but I think it's a solid pickup and one that's, you know, you're looking at the system he plays and they want to replicate that here. You know, that's the and that's Talkett's main goal right now is to get those those systems in place uh i do also want to follow up on that whole cba thing i did manage to look it up while you guys were going talking um so in july of 2020 they released a new you know cba kind of extension or whatever and in that there was a trade condition a team can no longer include a condition in a trade that would send further compensation if a player is re-signed. So, actually... They ha- could sign send lesser compensation <laughs> if you're looking at loopholes. I don't know the exact I wording, mean, but if you're like could four first-round picks and then he doesn't re-sign, you only get one. I mean, yeah. You, I'm probably wrong. But you might be wrong there, but... <laughs> I think that's still more compensation because... You're still giving them a pick for re-signing. Yeah, so that hasn't been a thing for a while, apparently. Mm. Didn't know that. Only a couple seasons, though. That's interesting. Yeah. I'm not a big CBA guy. (laughs) It's confusing. (laughs) So that kind of leads us into more all these trade talks with the Canucks. Obviously, Luke Shen... Uh, Besser being a hot topic and most recently which kind of caught me off guard is Thatcher Demko 
So he's signed to a pretty reasonable cap hit for the next few seasons. Do the Canucks explore trading them, trading him? I, I don't know how they can when they have no one in the system um, <laughs> for that. Because clearly yeah, we've seen what a Martin Delia use... pairing can do. Yeah. And if they do want to be competitive, say their window is two years from now, Demko's still signed in two years, and yeah. you're not going to have a goalie in two years, and it's pretty hard to freaking sign a goalie in free agency. It's very wild. You know, uh, you look at Jack Campbell, you look at so many instances. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, there is a lot of rumors that he is possibly being looked around the league um i do find it i do think they don't move them definitely not before the dead, trade deadline um and maybe in the off season but i i i would be really shocked if they did yeah i don't yeah, know I have, like they have nobody and there's no way that they would tr- you know try to trade for another goalie they'd probably just try to use martin well, like you said, Martin and Colin over there don't work so well <laughs> together. So it wouldn't be a smart move unless they got a good goalie back. But, you know. As hard yeah. as it is to get a good goalie, like, it just makes no sense to give up someone who has proven that they can steal seasons for you. Like, Although he... Demko hasn't proven a lot. I don't think he's proven as much as people think. Um, at least not the body of work. But he's playing on the Canucks, so like, keep, tamper your expectations, right? I mean, if you remove this season, especially since he hasn't played since like November, I mean, he only he didn't have the greatest start, yes, but neither did the team. If you look at last season, remember the, from basically. February to the end of the season, he stole so many games for the Canucks. Yeah, that was when Rutherford did come in, and he literally preached, um, you know, that we have a franchise goalie, like we don't have to worry about it, like we have a guy here. And now, flash forward a year, and I guess he might be available. It's very, very weird. I, I don't think you can trade him at this point too, because of you know injury history this past season and. You know how he performed. I feel like you'd be selling yeah. him at his lowest. Yeah. Oh, for sure. My only worry is that uh, injuries seem, or or they they end up being more significant, and he never reaches that level that we saw before, which is a possibility. However, he is signed for a couple more years, and it's not a huge number. What is it? Five? Like it's that's five, not yeah. five for a starting goalie is is not too bad. Um, so personally, I have to agree with you. I don't think he gets moved, and I would keep him because if Canucks are looking to be competitive in two years, like if that's what uh, they want to do, um, keep Demko, shut him down for the rest of the year, play the other guys, tank this year as hard as you can, um, give Demko a lot of time to rehab and get healthy and and go from there, and he's your starter going forward, so... I think no yeah, matter yeah. how hard Vancouver looks, they won't find a goalie that will do what Demko can do for them. Like, there won't be one that comes up available. 
No. Unless they're going to be like mid 30s. And at that point, they're again not going to be able to do what Dem- Demko does. So Corey's totally right. Like, tell them, take the rest of the season, get healthy, come back for next year. And hopefully the Canucks have a stronger start next year and are able to be competitive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I do think uh, moving off from Demko, I, so I don't think Demko gets traded, but in terms of are we going to talk about the other rumors of the other players? Yeah, go for it. I do think <laughs> uh, if we're going to make predictions, I think Buster, yes, will be moved either at the deadline or in the offseason. Uh, and I will say I think Shen will get moved as well. And maybe we could see either now or in the offseason Garland and Myers be moved. But that would be a harder deal, so it could maybe be in the offseason. Yeah, that's pretty spot on, I'd say. That seems to be like rumors nowadays that there are just so many leaks and everything. Like that seems mm-hmm. to be every single player that there's rumors about. And, you know, with yeah. you mentioning the management basically picking who's gonna be part of this team going forward, it definitely seems like those aren't the names mm-hmm. that they want anymore. Um and then, you know, we go flashback two weeks ago with um Rutherford's press conference saying that the team needed major surgery. Well, this is major mm-hmm. surgery with all these possible trades that we might be seeing. Um, maybe yep. even buyouts in the summer. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yep. And I mean, you look at the championship teams, like the core is basically the same size in every team. And then you have your role players and your depth players. It's just all of those players have to be good and good at what they do. But you don't it's not have like look at the Canucks, I don't think was ever gonna work with Pedersen, Miller, Horvat. Because Miller is better at center and Pedersen is better at center and Horvat's a center. And Horvat and Miller are similar ish players. So I don't think that was ever gonna work. Um, and maybe they maybe when Rutherford came in, they are had already decided that. Um, so I think one of them had to, had to be moved. I would have loved to have kept Horvat over Miller. Horvat's younger. I personally, I think he was a great captain. Um, I think he's a great player to have in the room as a leader. Um, he definitely has that kind of like Henrik Sedin, Linden kind of vibe to him. And I would have liked to have him as a Canuck, uh, for, uh, for his career, but it didn't turn out. So Miller has more offensive upside, even though Horvat's scoring a ton of goals. I think I think Miller is probably the better offensive player, but man, he is uh, he's also a frustrating, frustrating player. Defensively, has not been as good, and uh, maybe slightly worse on faceoffs. So, uh, anyways. They resigned Miller long term, so that's <laughs> yeah, he's a, here for the long haul. I mean, yeah, and move on from that. And it's interesting, like like before this season, Miller was like kind of like a, I'd say more obvious choice. He's had two point per game seasons in the last yeah. three years leading up to this year. Like, 
he's definitely a player that you'd want on your team for the next eight years. It's just funny, the turn. I think we should go back and uh, listen to past the uh, past podcast where we talked about Miller and if he's going to resign or not, how everybody here wanted him to resign. <laughs> For me, I that's remember, such a good, such a good point. Yeah, I remember when he did resign. I like we were all going nuts <laughs> on Instagram, reposting yeah. it on the story yeah. and everything. Uh, flash forward a little bit now, and it's like, oh god. <laughs> Uh, I don't think we, during that podcast way back then, I don't think we realized the possibility of Horvat leaving. I thought we, I think all of us just thought no, definitely resign. No, because we did acknowledge yeah. it, but but we, we followed up with, oh, maybe they'll trade Bo- or trade Besser and Garland, mm-hmm. and then they'll be safe. Yeah, I think. Yeah. We didn't realize. And obviously, but there's we also all so much more time, right? Like you had several months and you had Rutherford and Alvin in charge and, and we were thinking, especially like how they were talking at the start of the season, like this roster is, isn't what, what we want to be. There's going to be major changes. So we're thinking like, like Bo, Bo uh, not Bo, sorry, um, Brock Besser and, and, and Garland and maybe another player are, are on their way out to make room for re-signing Horvat and yeah. Paul Colson is going to have a bigger, a bigger opportunity this season because he was pretty good in preseason. Like, like he had games where he was like NHL caliber dominant, that kind of thing. So save on some cap room there, but not going as, as I thought anyways. I mean, pretty much the only good thing about this year for the Canucks has been Horvat's crew year. Maybe also Patter- okay, Patterson <laughs> Okay, a lot of a lot of scoring, but you know, in terms of the rookie or the sophomores having good years, nope. You know, Demko, nope. Um, being a good team for once, nope. So it's uh Yeah. Yeah, and I agree. I thought they were gonna sign him long term, but I think they uh they it just didn't seem like it was a priority. Yeah, they offered him whatever they offered him, but it just didn't seem like they prioritized Horvat. Um, but again, like I said, I think that was, I just think it wasn't going to work with those three players at center. And uh, let's, I mean, I love Orbat, but fact is like, he's this, this is again, this is a career. He probably is not going to hit these numbers again. He's not your offensive um, player. You know, he's like, a, I don't know. He's like, He's not a great play driver, as much as I don't want to like diss him. But like, he's very, yeah. you know, you've mentioned it before about you know, opportunistic, and you know, on mm-hmm. the power play, he's always in that bumper spot. He's not the guy mm-hmm. kind of controlling the possession, and you know, you know, the Canucks will definitely yeah. miss him for you know all his faceoffs, and uh, you know, yeah, he plays every, you know, every opportunity out there. Um, but it. I think just unfortunately it had to happen. You had to change things up and you can't, is, is he worth, is he worth eight? Ooh. Like to say, like, look, we'll have to wait and see what he gets. Right. Yeah. And see how he performs elsewhere. But because it's uh, like, yeah. like we've said, I was talking to someone at uh, the other day and I was like, well, who would you rather have Miller or Horvat? And they were like, well, Miller last year, Horvat this year. <laughs> which is kind of funny because it's basically what we've said um but yeah like miller was an absolute beast last year and he did get 99 basically 100 points um 
and he was like our best player. It was him and Demko. One or the other was our best player. Every every time we won, it was either because Miller or Demko. And they're both having like subpar or terrible years. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, then had to give. Yeah, and we'll possibly see more moves here um, yes. before the deadline. Obviously, that's like almost exactly a month away. Yes. Uh, first, we have the All-Star game in which Horvat will be wearing his new Islanders jersey, but still representing the Pacific Division. That's very interesting. Nice. Um, <laughs> I can't believe they didn't wait until after the All-Star game. Yeah. Like, have the deal in place. What? But what if he gets injured at the All-Star game? <laughs> Right, these these well, these guys are ruthless, man. They're <laughs> hey, but at the same time, they can submit it with the league and be like, "Hey, don't don't ruin the All Star game." Like, I don't know, man. I feel like if something happened, Islanders would like call would, would pull out, call, yeah, yeah, or something. They were like, yeah, they just like "Nope." Yeah, maybe they That's did cool. to have the All Star game a little bit more, you know, publicity. And- you really think Sleepy Lou would uh, would pick up on that? It'd take him three months to notice. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I don't know. It is pretty savage, though. <laughs> like, yeah. it's kind of sucks when you when you trade like a player that really wants to be here and kind of like gives it their all into the organization. That just kind of hurts. It, but it's like the same thing when they traded Linden, kind of. Not maybe not the same, but but hey, they did get good pieces when they traded Linden, so. It's true. Sometimes you gotta you gotta do what you gotta do. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Um, Final note on Horvat. You basically yep. already mentioned it. Uh, you know his parting message and you know his first um, you know press conference about it. He did mention that mm-hmm. he always thought he was going to be you know a Canuck forever. So that was very sad. That's to always hear. sad when you see that because he just essentially got yeah. forced out of here with them signing everyone else over. Yeah. I, I noticed too, it seemed, it seemed like he was already, um, basically had come to terms with the fact that he was leaving. Oh yeah. I mean, it's been months where it's been known. Well, their last contract talk with him was like two months ago or something like that. So obviously he's like fully expecting it. You see all the rumors. It's, yeah, I'm, I'm sure he's very happy that it's over with. Yeah, relief in a way for sure, and 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 he's probably now that he's like emotionally moved on from being thoughts of being in Vancouver for a long time. Now it's kind of like, well, I get to leave behind that mess a little bit. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Do you think he resign? I just want a yes or no from everyone. Do you think he resigns in New York or test free free agency? I I think he resigns. I think yeah, re-signs. he definitely resigns. I don't think I'd- Lou would do this if he didn't. Yeah, you know, yeah, fully yeah. be set on signing him. A rental for Horvat? I don't know if it's worth it for him and his family to move somewhere for like three months and then go somewhere else. That makes sense. Fair. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Also, I, 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 especially since they missed out on so many players last off season, Kadri, Gaudreau, potentially. Well, what we should have done because didn't 
New York Islanders want Miller last year? Yeah, that was the hot topic yeah. at the draft. We should have traded Miller to New York Islanders. Uh, and then we would have had... Anyways, we could have had the first pick that maybe it wasn't, wasn't protected. Maybe we could have had their first pick non-protected and then just re-signed Horvat. Yeah. Like, for sakes. Yeah. yeah. But they have very signed him, I? so they have to come who to terms I? with that. What happened? <laughs> like, honestly. But, yeah, he's gone. I think I, I'm pretty sure uh, Canucks gate allowed uh, teams to talk to Horvat about uh, uh, negotiating contracts. I'm sure they did, yeah, especially somebody that value. Yeah, I find it hard to believe they haven't said so, but it seems pretty, you know, just kind of weird not to. I thought that would, that would have been part of the deal, though. Trade and sign, get more value that way because it feels like they got like rental value for for somebody that they could have gotten sign, trade and sign value for. But who knows? All right, should we move on to trivia? <laughs> yeah, yep. let's rock and roll. Um. Trivia Tuesday dropped yesterday, and the correct Good answer, one. of course, <laughs> Cody Hodgson. Yeah. Nope. Can we just acknowledge why? <laughs> All right. Well, as you listeners, <laughs> if you listen to last podcast, I did ask Corey uh, to list every Canuck player that played in the 2011 playoffs. He did mention uh, Cody Hodgson, and I said no. Even though well, he did. <laughs> and to play devil's advocate, Corey said directly, I don't think Cody Hodgson is on that oh. team. So Max is nearly <laughs> agreeing with him. Okay. <laughs> I, I didn't listen to it back, but hey, maybe so. Well, I will give myself a shout out for getting the <laughs> trivia question on Extremely Hard. Because really? I didn't How did remember you know that. Because Hodgson played for Brampton Battalion. And I so was trying Duchesne. to figure out who would other player played on Brampton. And I knew it wasn't going to be Duchesne's age. It would have been like a year earlier or something. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Hmm. Well, good uh, job, yeah. geez. Shout out, Corey. Thanks. <laughs> because you did that, you get to do your trivia first. <laughs> okay. My trivia. It's, I don't think it's too hard. I think you guys should get it. Uh, it's another one-word clue. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a journey to say. Uh, so this one is also going to be an event in yeah. hockey history. All right. <laughs> uh, and when you have a guess, just shout it out. <clears throat> and uh, here we go. Okay. A hockey event. First clue. Two to one. Two to one. Any guesses? There's <laughs> <laughs> like five million hockey games I've ended that score. Okay. Well, yeah. it, it could be a game or it could be a series. Season but, series, anyways. maybe? I don't know. Oh, or touche. Okay. Play, playoff series, potentially. Clue number two. Colby Armstrong. 
Colby Armstrong. I feel like we need a new name for this type of trivia because one word hints don't really apply. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Oh. <laughs> <You're> screwed. <laughs> All right. He, he played on Pittsburgh a bunch in Crosby's earlier years. All right. So number three. Shootout. Shootout. Yes. That was a bit Crosby's ga- first goal against the game Theodore. The game ended 2-1 in a shootout. <laughs> <laughs> but when? <laughs> okay. Number four. Sam Roberts Band. Sam Roberts Band. This is like an all-star game? Sam Roberts Band? Like they're performing? <laughs> okay, go so number five. 71,217. Okay. Wait, <laughs> what? No, no, no. This is a winter classic. It has to be. I don't know. There's been a it's lot of... It's been to every Winter Classic, we know, but Winter Classic... Is this the one in... against the Capitals when Crosby got concussed? Looking for a date. Looking for a date? The, the one against Buffalo. January 1st. Looking for a year. Oh, come on. <laughs> 2009. Okay, next clue. You need jersey <laughs> number two? <laughs> no. Snow. <laughs> no. It has to be the one. Yeah. Like, what the- 2008. What is that? 2008. That's right. <laughs> Jesus. That was a guess. January 1st, 2008. It was the uh, first winter classic between Pittsburgh and Buffalo. Oh, so in, it was Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo, New York. It ended 2-1. to one. Uh, My last clue was uh, Sidney Crosby because he scored the shootout winning goal. Colby Armstrong scored the game opening goal. So the first winter classic goal uh, in history. It was his uh, sixth goal of the season. Uh, Sam Roberts played it uh, in between intermissions. Um, <laughs> and there were 71,217 fans in attendance at, uh, uh, where was it? Ralph Wilson Stadium near yeah. Buffalo, New York. Mm. So good. Well okay. done. Thank you. I think that was mostly me. Sorry, guys. Well, Mike, you got said all star game and then. Kyle figured out it was. Uh... I had to dig. Yeah, look at that. Though. Look at that. It's just like leading. I'm just, I'm just, you know, I'm trying to help you out, Kyle. Trying Are you googling you? Again? No, or I would have said Winter Classic. Like Google. Just it. typing in these words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> cool. Okay. That's it. Good job. Good stuff, Corey. Thank you. You Good are welcome. Stuff. Brings me up to four victories. Okay, ready for mine? Yes. Oh boy. Okay, I'm just going to go my normal style. I like that. It's pretty fun for me. So, um, Let's rock and roll. 
Their only Stanley Cup victory came as a member of the Colorado Avalanche in 1996. But the team he spent the most time with, though, was the Canucks. Mm. Hmm. Hmm. Hint number oh. two. Oh. I got I to gotta guess, but keep going. Okay. Hint number Can two. Can I just say it? Or no, I, I'll let you go. Keep going. Um, okay. I just... What's your guess? Uh... <laughs> Just, just go. Okay, I, I think I'll, I'll tell you if it was right or not. Okay. Um, he also spent time uh, later in his career with the Kings, Stars, Sens, and Blackhawks. Ooh, no, I don't. I think. Ooh. Huh. No, Maybe. I don't. Nothing. I don't have it. No, I don't. Okay. Don't. Um, he had. 556 career wins over his 16 seasons, leading the charge. Oh, goalie. Any guesses? Uh, yeah. Okay. Wait. I got nothing. King, Kings, <laughs> Sens, Stars, and who? Blackhawks at the very end. But he had them. He played the most with Vancouver. Yep. Oh, that's throwing me off a little bit. Like, like half his career was spent with Vancouver. Really? Hmm. Won a cup with Colorado. Now, now, did he play a playoff game in '97? Or was he just um, on the roster? Let me double check. Uh, sorry. <laughs> Bonus hint. Mm-hmm. In 97? Yeah. He was on the roster. But he didn't play. No. Hmm. I have I have another guess that I might go with for right now. Okay. Yeah. What's your guess? Um. Well, don't you want to go through the, your hints? Okay. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> Anybody else got any guesses? <laughs> nope. <laughs> okay. Just I mean, I can say it. You can you can say nothing. Sure. Sure. Um, I'm wondering if it's Alex Ald. It is not Alex Ald. Okay. I was gonna, I was gonna guess him too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Okay, now let's dive into it a bit deeper or make it a bit easier. Um, this person spent the 1998 to 2006 season with the Canucks and infamously encouraged revenge on Steve Moore after his open ice hit on Naslin. Ninety-eight to oh six. Why not? Yeah. I can't. What? Nineteen ninety-eight to oh six. Okay, it's. That's what. I... But no, I don't think so. I don't think so either. That's not it, right, Kyle? No. Cliche. <laughs> yeah. Who? What goalie would have been with them for that long? 
I mean, I can, I'm, I'm about to just start listing goalies. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, well, I'm, I'm a little stumped here. Is there another hint? I, I, I can make another hint. I got one here. That's a long time for someone to be on. That's, what, eight years? Ready for another one? Yeah. His playing career spanned from 1981 to 1987. Most of it was actually with the Canucks, too. Oh, so was he coaching the Canucks? I don't understand. <laughs> sure. Oh, I know who it is. Oh, me too. What the hell? Okay. Oh, we were way off. I know who it is. Too, but I I need to find out his position real quick. I have like... a name in my head. No, <laughs> I, 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 know, I know. I, I know what it is. Max, do you know it? No. Yeah, I got it. I got it. <laughs> what is it? I have oh, I'm actually, like, I'm like, I, I'm like. Actually, Mikey, who do you got? Did he play goalie? I'm just... <laughs> Hold on. I have this guy's name in my head. <laughs> but I still don't know if he's played goalie. And Oh, no. He didn't play goalie? No. Fuck. No. I think he was a defenseman when he played. Can you repeat one of your clues for me, please? Which one? Um, The first one. <laughs> <laughs> Why was he going to get smart? His only Stanley Cup victory came as a member of the Colorado Avalanche in 1986. The team he spent most of his career with, though, mm. was the Canucks. Mm. Okay. What, what was the second clue? He also spent time with the Kings, yeah. Stars, Sens, and Blackhawks. Oh, got it, got it, got it. Yeah, John no, he no, no, I, I just, I was curious. Mark. What was it? <laughs> Did anybody guess? I said Mark Crawford. Mark Crawford is correct. Yeah. Really? No, I didn't even think he was a possibility. I think he was like goalie. Why was he? He was the first person. Okay, sweet. What, go, what tripped you guys was, up was, was his 556 career wins over 16 yeah. seasons. I was <laughs> like, oh, it's a goalie. Yeah, everyone's like, yep, goalie. <laughs> But, yeah. the, but then Corey asked if he played on the on the 1997 Avalanche, uh, or if he was on the roster, and I was like, uh, he didn't play. I was just roster. thinking who the coach was, or whoever was like, like relevant back in 2006. And he's like the first guy. Well, yeah. it, See, it didn't make yeah, it, it didn't like, make sense. Well, from nine from that period of time, I was for, like, for such long. <laughs> that, yeah, on the Canucks, I was like, "There's no one that comes to mind." Like it's camp. It's not all their clue today. Yeah, and then I can't remember the last thing you said. I think it was like the Steve Moore kind of thing. And then I was like, "Oh, because I knew Crawford won the cup with Abs." And I was like, oh, "Okay." Yeah, he, was, he wasn't even a goalie though. No, he's he, he was a forward. No, was he not? Was he oh, a it's, it's when Kyle. Oh yeah, he's a left winger. That's what when it's Kyle was like. He played until '87. I was like, what the hell? And that was my bonus hint, too. I didn't even have that down. I thought one of you guys would have had it by by the... By well, the, we weren't thinking we haven't done a coach before, so we weren't thinking a coach. I know. It was tricky, right? Yeah, it was <laughs> tricky because we've never done a coach before. <laughs> <laughs> so Corey doesn't like my hint again. I can tell in his voice. <laughs> 
I wish Corey just started riling off goalies. It would have been really funny. <laughs> I, I, I should have stopped him. I was gonna, yeah, I was going to go. Just names like 50 goalies. <laughs> nope, no, no, no. Oh, man. Yeah, John like Bob, Bob Essenza, like, um, <laughs> I mean, Mika Norinen. Like, I was ready Get to go. Jason LaBarbera out there. LaBarbera, Johan Hedberg. <laughs> My favorite, um, Atero Ninamaki. And her Nidamaki, hell yeah. Not Never a Canuck, but... No, not a Canuck. I was actually... My first guess was Brad May. <clears throat> but I don't think he played most of his career for Canucks. He played for Buffalo for most of his career, I think. Yeah. Mayday! Did... Mayday! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mayday. <laughs> did he... Uh, but did he win a cup with Colorado? Because I know he played for them, right? I think he did. Um... Let me check. Red May. Oh no, he well he won a cup with the Ducks, I think, at one point in time as well. Uh, oh seven, I guess. Red May. Let me double check and see what awards he's got. No, he didn't win a cup with the Canucks. He or sorry, with the duh, with the Avalanche. He he played. Oh, okay. He joined the. He was on the Avalanche when the Ducks won the Cup, and he joined the Ducks right afterwards. That is sad. Oh, no. <laughs> that was good. Uh, we have any? Um, we got any more trivia? Max, Mikey, you got one more for us? It's no, not ready. I mean, we've already no, been no. over an hour here, uh, so I think we can definitely call it. Uh, next time, we uh, can definitely. I have pretty good uh, idea for some trivia. All right, so. and Aaron had some kind yes. of brewing for Mikey as well. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> Mikey. Oh no. Mikey, you're gonna get a chance game. to to show off like me and Corey did last episode. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, gonna be another version of the personalized trivia. So be be ready. Sure. <laughs> All right. Um. So since last podcast we had two fan questions for you all on our instagram and facebook pages uh, both of them were polls in this case and our first one that kind of was a spur of the moment <laughs> thing was uh do you support slash like the wave surprisingly it came off uh, as a 50 50 yeah, um, I'm, surprised. I'm surprised i'm not surprised i, th- I really? think that's right where it should be you think you think you support a division among the fans, a segregated I, fan base. I like, I like that 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 there's that there's two schools of thought and it's a very even split. I think that's really cool. Mostly because I'm not outnumbered. <laughs> Thought for sure you'd be alone there. I mean, uh, I either want I want to see a full wave or a no wave. I don't want to see a half wave. That's true. That's true. There, there should be wave nights and non-wave nights. Okay. So then you'd support it? No, God. You wouldn't, you wouldn't go to the wave nights. I wouldn't go to the wave yeah. nights. <laughs> the whole point. I'd know that I have to avoid those nights, so I'm not like around weirdos <laughs> like you. Uh, All right. Uh, and our other poll was uh, about the Canucks, and it was: Will the Canucks finish above 500? for the rest of the season with Rick Tockett. Um, and that was a bit of a landslide. Uh, only Kyle was the one that to vote <laughs> yes. Like above. 
everyone else said no. My school thought is, why wouldn't the Canucks absolutely mangle their their tank? That is a Canucks thing to do. To be fair, that is such why a Canucks you- thing to do, and that was my comp- that was my only thought process was, would the Canucks really win? like above 500 for the rest of the season when there's so much on the line i'm like yeah yeah they would they absolutely would they'll get worse they'll trade a bunch of people at the trade deadline and they'll still find a way to win because that's what they do mediocrity normalized mediocrity i'm surprised normally you're normally you go with like the the anti-canuck this is anti-canuck i know this is (laughs) yeah i guess the anti-canuck trumps like reality i guess Better than the Canuck brain trumping reality with all your guys' predictions for the game a week. Oh well, uh, you know, I lived, <laughs> I, 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 I lived a hope for a, a happy world. Whatever, sue me, you know. I... <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, man. Like, <laughs> I want to live on the bright side. What do I get from it? Just I want to live on the bright side. I want the Canucks to be good again. I want you to have a reason to go to the game and do the wave <laughs> <laughs> away from me. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Sorry, sorry. Didn't like that one. No, he did not. No, I just you know whatever. If you <laughs> do what you want to do, I guess. Yep. All right. Uh, Wait our... goodbye. Our next fan question for you guys, uh, which will be posted in the next few days here, um, correlates to a topic we discussed earlier in this podcast, and it is going to be another poll. And it's going to be, will Demko be traded? Uh, I'm going to say we're going to cap it at like before next season. So either at this deadline or during the summer. So let us know your thoughts. I know we already discussed it here, but I think most of us are on the no side but we'd love to hear yes and maybe your reason. And that's about it for this episode. Perfect. I'll uh, take us to the outro. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in for this episode. Trade deadline, 30 days away. Very much looking forward to that. Um, I'm sure a lot of interesting stuff will happen after the All-Star game, too. So we'll be back next week, hopefully, to chat about that. And uh, can't, can't wait. Looking forward to it. Thank you guys for joining.